All right. Holy shit baskets. Welcome into uh, the Kramer Show. Today's show being powered by uh, the enclosed.com. In fact, uh, hell, for the next three months, uh, the show will be brought to you by the enclosed.com. Uh, what is it? Well, it's a website. And uh, if you have a woman and you like her and a pair of panties, or if you have a woman who loves panties and what woman doesn't, you go to the site, pick the panties out. And uh, they will send her the panties in a black box with rose petals on the inside. She opens, she gets it in the mail. She opens it up and she's like, whoa, rose petals, panties, oh, joy. And it is so sleek looking. It's so great. And if you're one of these douche wads who, uh, you know, does flowers, stop doing that. I mean, that's just, that's cliche. And women expect that. And it's not creative. Eh. You know, I mean, really, and not, I, I get it. You know, you want to do something nice. I, I understand that. But I really, uh, the fly, the whole flowers thing has been done a million times. So if you're looking for something really creative uh, and it makes you look like a rock star. And, oh, by the way, uh, they have a 95% fit guarantee. So if you order a pair of panties and you're not really sure exactly what size, you just talk to them a little bit. And they have a 95% um, guarantee of the panty that they send fitting. And it's cool, too, because you can sign up for multiple months. And um, they'll, they'll you know, one month they'll send her a pair of panties from one country. The next it might be from, you know, Belgium. The next it may be from uh, Canada. The next it may be from America, wherever. It's really neat how they do that. So, and two, use the keyword Kramer at checkout and then take $25 off your order. Boom. Just for typing my name. Isn't that neat? At least my name's worth $25, I guess. It's with a K. K-R-A-M-E-R. Hit up theenclosed.com. This is The Kramer Show. System activate. This is Kramer Uncut. Raw, honest, and real. What's up? Welcome to the show. Uh, today was a cool day because I uh, I got to interview Rick Nielsen, the guitarist from Cheap Trick. Now, I remember when I was a kid, I was probably um, I was probably about ten years old. I would hear that song, "I Want You to Want Me," and it get me pumped up. And I get on my bicycle, man, and I'd I'd scream through the neighborhood, and I would think, you know, wow, uh, that was my first, um, you know, mixing music with something else like uh you know another sense you know and and i could and i i i wish back then you know i could have had some earbuds or something you know because it would have been so awesome to be that kid and hear that song pumping into my veins while i'm just blaring you know jumping over ramps and stuff on my bicycle uh and, and it's funny how i guess in some sense music depending on on your makeup of your personality music in some sense defines who you are and the mo- the older i get the more i realize that I, the more i realize how much of my life has been shaped and formed from music especially when i was younger and uh and i think that's why i think guys men in particular uh we don't really change our music styles as we get older we don't we don't change in fact we 
revert more back to when we were kids. Women change. That's why women listen to pop fucking music all the time, and because their musical taste can change. I don't think guys really can. So to me, today was really nostalgic because I went back and I started listening to old Cheap Chick Trick records, and I remember um, when I was a kid also, uh, my younger cousin, Jeremy, I would spend the night with Jeremy and um, and we would be up late at night. We'd be fucking listening to Cheap Trick, trick Records. So it, it was weird today uh, to be able to interview him. And I, and I, and I know, and, and, I, and it's weird because I don't know. I'll say it's weird one more time. I'm sorry I'm repeating myself. But I, I sometimes go into these interviews and I'm like, well, what do I ask this guy? I mean, he's in the fucking Hall of Fame. He just got inducted into the hall of fame uh he's in one of the best he's in one of the greatest rock and roll bands in american history one of the best one of the best live bands in the world ever what do you fucking ask the guy and so i was like look he's just he's just a guy he's a man he uh just happens to be somebody that a lot of people really recognize and idolize trying to you know let's just go into it ask him a couple of questions that really interest you you're a fan so just you know let it go so i i didn't prep too much for this i i you know i didn't go looking for some kind of uh bizarre um interview question although i didn't want to be the guy that asked the same fucking question every time you know they get interviewed uh, and it went pretty well. I mean, listen, uh, here's a song. Um, this is another one of those songs. I think I was uh, like 10, 11, 12 years old um, when this finally came out. But listen to how fucking awesome this was. Realize this was in 1980. This is Cheap Trick.
Wow. Incredible. Here's another one. This is Surrender. This next one is the first song on our new album, which just came out this week. It's called Surrender. crazy about uh, Cheap Trick is if you ask, if you really sit down and ask other bands, um, hey, who who are your influences? They may not name Cheap Trick to begin with, but then when you start talking about uh, live, wh- who are your influences? Because there's a difference in the sound of the band and then the, the live part of performance. And just about any band, if you were to ask, who do you think is one of the best live bands of all time? Pretty much everybody would say Cheap Trick. I mean, they were always so incredibly tight. I mean, it was, it always sounded so friggin' awesome. And that's why uh, some of the biggest Cheap Trick songs were actually live recordings of some of their stuff. Remember this, of course. And this next song is called I Want you to want me Let's do this damn thing. Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick. How are you doing, my friend? Very good. Very uh, good. Just just landed in Minneapolis. So I don't even know where to start with this. And I said to, to the audience earlier, and I was like, uh, I hope I don't blow this because, I mean, we're talking to somebody that's, you know, you guys, that's one of the greatest bands of, uh, you're, you are, how does it feel to be in one of the greatest rock bands uh, in American history? And that's not, you know, blowing smoke. That's that's the truth. Well, uh, thank you. That's uh 
It's great to hear. <laughs> so a couple of different things I want to ask you. Um, there are all these bands like uh, Motley Crue that are together. And they're together for, you know, three decades. I think Molly Crew was together for three decades, 30 years. And those guys, you know, tell stories about about fighting, you know, and it's like nonstop with those guys. And now that they're they're done, they're not even friends anymore. And I don't know necessarily why that is. I guess it's kind of like being in a band is kind of like being in a family a little bit. But is there a is there a trick to, you know, you guys in your longevity? I just think we're realistic about it. And, uh, and, you know, everybody's got their own families and stuff. So, you know, it's like, we, we, we don't, uh, you know, we don't, uh, try to get in each other's ways when we're off the road. So when we're on the road, we, you know, it's like, uh, we know that the best thing to do is, you know, we, we just get along anyhow. It's not as, as, as you know, I don't think it's anything you can breed into you. Well, you know, it's like, you know, we're realistic about what we do. Yeah, I mean, you're you're when you're on, when you're on the road at this point though, on this level, are you are you actually literally on the road? I mean, are you uh, in buses together, or do you kind of like have your own little deal, or do you fly? No, I, no, I mean, yesterday we uh, we did our sound check, and then we did the show, and then we were seated at, at we were in Nashville at the CMT Awards, and then to this morning we got up too early, and uh, then we went to. We had a we had our own plane, so we we flew to to Minneapolis and sat right next to each other. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys get along. That's good. Yeah. Well, you want us to fight? Maybe we'll uh, we'll have a meeting and decide if we're going to do that. <laughs> well, what what about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You guys were uh, were finally um, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, what were your thoughts on Steve Miller and <clears throat> and what and what he expressed? Well, I, we only heard that after. I heard that the next day, uh, so we didn't have. I you know know anything about it. I wish he would have waited a week. Yeah, <laughs> we, you know we didn't have any. You know we got backstage to go do interviews, and there was nobody there because they because uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame had closed it down uh, because of I guess what he had said. But we didn't. We knew nothing about it until, you know, like I said, till the next day. Is it still? Uh, is it still an honor? I mean, I guess on some level, you know. Yeah, I mean, it it's... is an honor, and uh, you know, I, I wish with. Uh, I said we, I've told people. I said, hell, I wish we had uh, uh, Peter Cetera and Richie Blackmore. They could play with us. You know? Yeah, no kidding. We we had no fight with any of them. Do you guys still? Who do you play with that uh, you really you really get off on playing with? I mean, is there a bit? I mean, I know I know over the years there've been so many, but I mean, can well, you give us a couple? I don't know, we, yeah, we play, you know, uh, we we did some shows in, in Europe with, uh, with Jeff Beck, and I mean, I'm not, he's he's my hero. You know, I've been a fan of his since since the Yardbirds, so it's like, uh, you know, I don't try to play like him, I don't try to look like him, and I couldn't play like him, and I couldn't look like him. It was like, so it's you know, he respects me as a songwriter, blah blah blah, and uh, and actually, I sold him his second Les Paul ever in 1968, so I've known him for that long. But it's just like. That was fun to do, and, uh, you know, we got uh, Hart and Joan Jett coming up, and, we, you know, we've played with both of them, but never together. Uh, and, you know, we, uh, uh, just a couple weeks ago, the Pearl Jam called called me and uh, called me up, and then uh, Tom, we invited Tom, too, and we, we played at Madison Square Garden. They asked us to play with us. Yeah. You played yeah, at Madison Square Garden with Pearl Jam? Yeah. Uh, look it up. I think it was. I think it was May first. 
Oh my god, is that is, can we see that on YouTube like somewhere? Probably. Oh my god, that's awesome. What was that like? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that's cool. Well, you know, we've known those guys for quite a while, and it's like they, you know, they say that we were a big influence on them. So it's like it was kind of funny. And then later that same show, I guess Sting got up and played with him too. We didn't even see him know oh that he was god. there. Oh my yeah. god. And, uh, you know, I, I played with him before. I played with him in Milwaukee the year before. Uh, I got up and played a Who song with him. And, and we got a, I got a call from Pete Townsend. And we played with, with uh, Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey. Play, actually played with the Who for a couple of different shows, too. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun. You know, it's not the whole band. It's just, you know, it was me uh, for the for the Who stuff and me for the the first time with Pearl Jam and Tom when I played this second time, yeah, it's happened. And they 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 jump on stage with us occasionally too. Well, that's that's really crazy. I you know a lot of people don't don't give uh, Hart enough you know accolades for for oh, rocking. But Hart well, Hart gave us an idea for uh, for one of the songs that were uh, that we put on our new record. Uh, um, the in crowd. We we were doing it as a, as a sound check about twenty years ago, and uh, they heard us doing. It. They said, "Oh, that's so cool! That's cool!" You know. And then we never did anything with it. And then uh, this past, this, our latest record, "Bang Zoom Crazy Hello," and we put that on there. And it's like, uh, so I, we haven't even seen them yet to tell them that. Isn't it funny? Like, um, it, it like I mean, you can see a band like Cheap Trick, and then you you thirty years can go by, forty years can go by. And there's something about uh, seeing a really good band that the, the things that you remember from those shows. You can remember what somebody was wearing. You remember what somebody said when they were on stage. You can remember part of the set list and the whole thing. But you know, we we can't even remember our own ATM numbers nowadays. But you can remember all that stuff. And there's something really neat about that. So it has to be cool for you to have done this for this amount of years and still be doing it. Uh, and still be doing it on such a great level. It's a really neat, neat story. Yeah, well, it's just uh, fun to do. You know, they, you know, it's like, you know, this is what I wanted to do when I was in high school. So it's like, uh, I uh, instead of being in high school, I wanted to play in a band. And guess what? I'm not in high school, and I play in a band. So <laughs> Well, Rick Nielsen from from uh, Cheap Trick. I, I know we're coming up on time, so I'll let you go. But yeah, yeah, well, I got to scram. But uh, don't forget to play uh, No Direction Home. You got it. We will do that. And uh, and and thank you so much for spending some time with us, man. It was such a pleasure. Uh-huh. my pleasure. All right, Rick. see you later. See you, buddy. Bye, guys. Bye. Entertaining. I have to entertain. I have to entertain. Not boring. This is The Kramer Show. Welcome back into the show. KramerShow.net. We're in the uh, studios powered by the enclosed.com. I was just telling a friend of mine, I have never had a week in my remembrance that was so fucking long. I don't know why it was so long. I've just been busy. Uh, I have. I just have worked my ass off, and I. I am. God, thank God it's Friday. Uh, I wanted to address. I get up this morning. I go to uh, my sites. I you know, every day in the morning I check the same dozen. 
to 20 websites. And uh, one of the ones that I went to was foxnews.com. And I see, I mean, I'm going I'm to pull the picture up because I'm sure it's not there at this point, but um, it's um, foxnews.com front page. The biggest story, the, the main story was confusion in Oregon. Complex minimum wage law sparks backlash. And in the top four stories on the site, at the very top, Bieber beat down pop singer Floored and Brawl after NBA Finals game. Why is that the top news story on foxnews.com? Why does why do I give a flying fuck about Justin Bieber being in a fist fight at a basketball game? Why the fuck does anyone care about pop people, the pop culture people, Kim Kardashians, the Lindsay Lohans, she's back in it now. Every time I go to a website, I see something with her on it. I And the reason, and I've talked about this before, the reason is fairly simple in that uh, I, and the way I look at the world, I think who possibly could give a shit about Justin Bieber being in a fist fight, but I don't r- realize at that moment when I think that, that, well, we are in the United States of America. And you can take this how you want, but we are basically one big insane clown posse uh, concert. That's what America is as a whole. That's why you have people like Donald Trump that lead in the polls on the Republican side uh, because America as a whole is a trailer park. I've said it over and over and over again. We no longer at the core of America, we're, we're not people that are trying to push you know, to make things happen in the world. We're not people that are trying to become smarter, to um, endure through bad, bad times with the goal of eventually uh, working through it and kicking ass at life. We're not. Now, I don't know exactly the main reason, but I can tell you uh, the economy was shit when George Bush was getting out of office. And a lot of companies went belly up and you had a lot of people that were out of work. Those people uh, that were out of work at that time uh, were looking ferociously for jobs. Couldn't find anything. Uh, you were competing. Every job that was out there, you had to compete with people that had college degrees. And those people wound up uh, burning out. They didn't find a job. So the government said, well, because you can't find a job, we're going to give you unemployment. So they started out, they would give it to you for six months, then it was a year, then it was a year and six months, and I believe it went up to two years. So at that point, do you think anybody was looking for a job? Fuck no, they were not looking for jobs. So you have people that, due to their circumstances, uh, turned into loafers, you know, and now we have a country that, that has people that are used to being on the dole, who don't mind being on the dole. Uh, yeah, we do have people out there that uh, look at it like I do, and I, I say, fuck that noise. I would rather work at McDonald's than be on the dole. Fuck that. That's just the way I'm built, and I'm sure a lot of you that are listening to this, you're built the same way. But not everybody's out there is built that way. There's a reason why people that work at fucking McDonald's are wanting $15 uh, you know, an hour for a wage. 
there's a reason. And they're going to wind up getting it. But back to my original statement. We are a trailer park. We really are. America as a whole, or one big insane clown posse uh, festival. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> that's why the Fox News of the world, uh, these companies are so starved for clicks on their website. I don't know how much money they're making. I don't know how much money the uh, the average company, the media companies uh, are all. Everything is going to the internet. They're concerned about how many hits they get, how many clicks they get. Um, I don't know if any of you watched the Gawker trial between Hulk Hogan uh, and Gawker, uh, but that website existed to get clicks. And there were people that had jobs that got bonuses uh, for a certain amount of clicks and certain stories. That's why they got themselves into trouble, because they were doing everything within their power to get clicks. Oh, we have an illegal sex tape. Well, fuck it. Let's put it up. Of course it's going to get clicks. It's Hulk Hogan boning some broad. It, but it, no one signed off on it, so it's illegal. So, But they, they still got the clicks. That's what it is. Everything in the world is about clicks and foxnews.com. And knows, and you and I both know, you can put something up about, uh, you know, um, Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, Trump drops, uh, now trails Clinton in, you know, a hypothetical matchup, and you can put up all those things that you think that people give a shit about, knowing full well that they put up a Justin Bieber story, that's going to wind up getting clicks. That's the world that we fucking live in. And it just kills me inside that that's the country that we've become. Now, you can talk yourself into thinking, well, yeah, no, 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 we're still, we're still the shit-kicking, um, you know, we're, we're, we're still the toughest country, we're the smartest country, we're the greatest, you can talk yourself into that all day long. You believe that if you want. I would love to be in that world, in that mindset where I believed that America is still kicking ass. Well, it ain't. And you know what? By God, uh, this one's one for the record books, this statement right here. But if it takes Donald Trump to bring us back to that, I'll vote for the son of a bitch. Okay? Something else I wanted to talk about. Where is the, this story? This girl. Okay. There are all these women's activist group that are up in arms and pissed off because a girl, 17 years old, uh, I'm looking at her picture now, and God damn it, she's hot. Wow. Okay. I just had to get that out because, I mean, I'm wow. Man, she is really good looking. Uh, maybe she's 18. I don't know. Maybe she's legal. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so she, so she shows up to school, and they, uh, they, they tell her that, oh, hey, you know what? Um, we're, not, we're not down with the way you're dressed. You're in a dress code violation. And listen to this. Walt has more on how the battle started and how it isn't over. Friday afternoon. Today we're going braless. Students walk out of Helena High School with a purpose. Who here agrees that bras are uncomfortable? I have like, so uncomfortable. I have, like, the They're taking part in a self-proclaimed silent protest started after senior Caitlin Juvik was called into the office for a dress code violation. Helena High School principal Steve Tennis would not elaborate on what that violation was. Caitlin says it was because she wasn't wearing a bra. What? All right, let me, I'm going to break it down for you. The, the school wouldn't elaborate on what it was that, that caused, you know, the, 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 the dress code violation. I'm going to break it down for you. 
and they wouldn't say this, and because there's no simple, uh, clean way to say this, but I will be their spokesperson. Okay, young lady came into school the other. Here's what I would say if I were the principal. A young lady came into school the other day, and um, it was obvious that she wasn't wearing a bra. And um, because we have a school that has 15, 14, 16-year-old boys that are hormonal, uh, it caused a major disruption. Uh, if you'd like further comment, um, I'd be glad to, to let you know um, the reason why is because little boys, included, you know, myself included, uh, when, a, when a woman uh, has no bra on and her nipples are showing, uh, I salivate like a dog looking at a steak, Okay. That's basically what happened. That's the reason. And so now the internet has broken by people bickering back and forth as to why uh, she should or should not have gotten into trouble. If you had just gone home and, you know, put put on something else that was a little less, not even revealing, but a little less mm, salacious, let's say, titillizing, dare I use the term, uh, then we could have gone on with our day, but no, you had to bring it into the national spotlight, uh, and she probably did it mainly because she was embarrassed, you know. So now she's got all of her friends on her side, so they're coming out against the whole world, and they send they're saying fuck bras. Yeah, I say that too, ladies. I say fuck them, fuck the bras. I was confronted about what was wrong, and as long as nothing is showing and you are covered up. Girls should not have to wear a bra. The protest took on uh, a life of its own after students created. I'm sorry, I don't. Bl- I don't buy into that. That's that's all good and everything. You know, when you're in high school, if you're in college, that's another thing. But if you're in high school, you're like a junior or a senior in high school. Put the bra on those nipples. I mean, I, if I were a teacher, I'd make them wear bras too because I can't concentrate. Because you, I mean, you know, you girls walk around with your nipples poking out. I'm liable to do something that's going to put me in prison. So just do us all a favor and put the bra on, for God's sakes. The Facebook page, no bra, no problem. Tennis says there never was a bra problem. The problem was someone else in the building was uncomfortable with the way Caitlin was dressed, so she was asked to cover up or put on a bra. I'm not going to check students. I told you, what I tell you? I told you that, right? I just said it. Garments. We're going to ask them to dress appropriately, and if we feel it's inappropriate, we're going to ask them male or female to... Um, to cover up. The Helena High School handbook does not say if students are allowed to not wear undergarments, the students who- So what? So the rule book doesn't say it. Uh, I'm sure this, the rule book does say something about uh, wearing clothing or a lack of clothing that causes a disruption, uh, and that has to be at the, the you know discretion of the school. Gathered during lunch in support of Caitlin say because of that, the school had no right to ask her to change. The fact that I was told that it makes people uncomfortable offended me because it's my body um it's my natural body i should I, I told you that too i said she was embarrassed that's exactly i mean that's exactly what happened they mentioned it to her she got embarrassed and she goes you know what fuck them i'm not going to be embarrassed i'm going to go up there i'm going to burn my bra and i'm going to get my buddies behind me and we're going to go right out there and tell everybody like i'm not sure why that's uncomfortable for somebody tennis says the bigger problem today the distraction that this silent protest actually created for school administrators. Emails and phone calls, lots of them, uh, meeting with students just to find out what's going on. And yeah, so that's sort of been the day-to-day today. Um, there's another story I wanted to uh, do, uh, play some audio for you from. This woman in West Virginia came home the other night, okay? 
She drives up, pulls in her uh, driveway, and a guy is walking out of her house, and he is holding her tablet. He's got her gun, and he is stealing a chainsaw. Now, I don't know why the fuck this woman had a chainsaw, but she had one. So she chases him down. He falls down on the ground. He drops the gun. She rips the chainsaw out of his hand and beats the shit out of him with it. Holding him down, she pulls out the cell phone and calls 911. Um, I caught a robber at my house, and I don't know what I did, but, um, he was trying to steal a chainsaw, I'm sorry. You walked in on someone robbing your house? Like, I'm building up, like, up here. What did you do to him? Did you shoot him? No, like, he had a chainsaw and started punching him, and I think I hit him, I don't know. What did you do? I don't know. I'm, I'm out back of my house right now. Where is he? he? I got him on the ground. Okay, calm down, honey. Calm down. I think I think that the one person on the planet who deserves to be a little, a little fucking upset is the woman who caught a dude and beat him with a chainsaw, and she's holding him on the ground. I think it's okay for her to be upset. Calm down. People that call 911, what are you doing by telling them to calm down? Jesus, I just shot somebody in the fucking face. Calm down. Okay. I'm out back of my house right now. Where is he? I got him on the ground. Okay, calm down, honey. <laughs> is, he, is he breathing? Yeah, I'm mean, just holding me. Okay. Yeah, good for him. Good for her. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised she didn't pick up the gun and just fucking pop him. <clears throat> you know, we got a guy here. It's one of our engineers. He's always talking about guns, and, and a couple of people on the staff have gotten guns. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna get a fucking gun. Like as I get older, I, I become a little more scared of it. You know, just because you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, and and you one dumb move with a gun can end. You know, the, in your life, and eh, I don't know. Um, thank you to the enclosed.com for sponsoring today's program. Um, make sure you hit the site, the enclosed.com. Also my personal website, uh, the, or it's just Kramer show.net. I don't even know my own website. K R A M E R Kramer show.net. When people say stupid shit, stupid shit, we're there every step of the way. And by the way, I don't like this mic. Whoever the hell brought this mic system, don't the son of a bitch to put it in, I'll tell you. These people. No, this mic is terrible. Stupid mic keeps popping. You know, I believe in paying. But when somebody does a bad job, like this stupid mic, you shouldn't pay the best. Eh? Every, every, two, every two minutes, I hear like, boom, boom. Sucking the brain cells right out of your head. This is The Kramer Show. 